Hello, my dudes. Welcome back to Previously Gifted. Today, we are guesting the famous Nathan White. Hello, and welcome. Thank you. Welcome to you as well. Um, today, we just thought we would go through um, and kind of answer some questions in terms of advice. Um, I asked if anyone had questions on Instagram or Twitter, and we got a couple responses. I decided to bring Nathan in because he has opinions as well. And I was bored. And he was bored. It's either he hangs out with me or he watches from right there. Anyway, so I might as well have him have him say some things, right? I totally forgot how my podcast goes, dude. I was not prepared at all. And also you're making noise and you can hear every bit of it. This is like ASMR. He's all out here like... Okay, the one thing you can't hear. I'm sloshing wine for anyone listening at home. Um, we thought we'd do like a drunk episode, but like we're not even... <laughs> intoxicated at all so hopefully by the end of this we will be or at least we'll be hydrated um but before we get started again i gotta give a shout out to my patrons nathan can you do something to stall while i pull them up please um can you talk about black panther for one minute no i can't talk about black you've completely thrown me off guard <laughs> you can just cut, do to, your music. cut to your music i can't da, da, just da, da, do da, that da, 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 da. Is that how it goes? That's not how it goes. Okay, thank you, Nathan, for that beautiful break. I want to give a shout out to my sponsors. We've got Joni, Kay, Kirsty, Eric, Lily, Matt, Jerome. And Elizabeth, a.k.a. Liz. Shouts out to the truest homies, the biggest supporter of Previously Gifted. Collectively, they are the biggest supporter. If you guys want to get in on this support, you've got to go to patreon.com slash previously gifted. And, and you'll find everything out that you need to know there, okay? But today, let's, let's just get the frick into this and let's see what the heck people have been asking. Um, first question comes from... G.I. Jangarelli. I don't think I'm going to say all your names on all this because I cropped some of the questions so that you can't see who they are anymore. Advice to have a healthy and happy relationship. Nathan. Great, great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, number one. Happy and healthy relationship. Number one is communication. Mm -hmm. 100%. I think that's probably the only thing is communication. That's not the only thing, but it's important. There are a lot of elements that um, fall under communication. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but communication, I would say, is number one. Uh-huh. Um, communication, trust. Mm-hmm. Trust is a huge one. Yes. Um, also loyalty. Loyalty. You can't have one without the other, really. Exactly. Um, and... Um, Communication, though, like, that is so key because so many people have really difficult relationships or they have a hard time finding, I don't know, finding the right person or expressing themselves correctly. So, like, the more clear you can be about your expectations, your wants, your needs, how you're feeling about any circumstance, you know, the better that your partner is going to be able to hopefully meet those needs or you know you can at least talk it through and understand like 
where the other person is. Exactly. It's being comfortable around one another as well. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you say everything that's on your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, not holding back. Being you. Being yourself. If you, if you, if you're not comfortable around the person, then it's never going to be healthy. Right. If you if you're not going to be yourself, well. That sucks. That blows. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, Naked Attraction. Let's talk about that. <laughs> We've been watching a show called Naked Attraction, which is on in the UK, and it's basically a fully nude, uncensored dating show where people pick their date based on their body. Um, and we always laugh because we've been watching it for the past like week or so. Um, and there will be somebody who will come out and say, I always go for this certain type of person. Like, I always go for these big, huge guys. And then they end up being jerks. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. I, like, <laughs> I always go for big, huge dicks. And I'm trying something new. Um, but yeah, like these, I don't know. A lot of it's been girls. They'll come and they'll say, like, this is usually my type, but it doesn't go well. I'm looking for something different. But then, of course, a few of their type kind of guys are thrown in. And so often they end up picking that dude. And in the end, they go on the date and they have nothing to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's just like Nathan just gets so frustrated because he said apparently this is a very common type of girl in the UK. Yeah, yeah, there is. Especially where I was growing up. And um, I think I put this down. It keeps shaking. Um, I love the show. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it advertised on Facebook for season three, so I was like, looked it up on YouTube, and that's when you found it. And then we managed to find both two seasons. <laughs> it's it's a guilty pleasure, and um, I like it. It's education. It's great. Like I got uh, posed a question by people at work because I was speaking to the uh, them, at, um, <laughs> and they're Americans, obviously. They're like, this is on uh, cable TV? Uh, I can't believe it. Uh-huh. Naked bodies? Really? I was like, are you serious? Like, this pa- They were like, well, what time's it shown? I was like, it's past the watershed, 9 o'clock. You're an irresponsible parent if you're not going to tuck your kids up into bed. You know, by the 9 o'clock. Right. Everyone, everyone in England knows that. Mm-hmm. There's other shows on Channel 4, like The Sex Box and things like that. And other educational shows about the human body, sex... Etc. Uh, Etc. Et right. Other documentaries, um, you know, those sorts of like um, adult subjects. If yeah, you like. but sex, sex positive, exactly. Body positive. It's educational. Mm-hmm. That's that's it's so like, I'm, I just well okay. It'd be so nice to see something like that here. If you if you're a 16 year old kid growing up and I don't know, like right. Well, it's either you see porn, which is obviously like for the most part, very unrealistic. Exactly. Like, in terms of body expectations or sex or... Exactly. You know, so, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, on one hand, it's good to see, I don't know, obviously different sizes of genitals. Everybody's got different pubes, their preferences, different boobs. Like, like especially as a girl growing up, like, I feel like everybody is just like, oh, are, are my nipples normal? Yeah. Are my labia normal? Like... And you know you don't you don't know unless you happen to it's see somebody like else's. So weight, it's like, weight and weight is like yeah. a big thing. It just goes to show on that show that not everyone has to be built like a porn star or right. a model to to you know attract someone. And it's yeah. the same with like you know you see things like pubic hair. People are like oh should I shave my pubic hair blah blah blah. And 
it's just a nice it's, it's, not, it's an interesting show it shows that everyone um is into different things mm-hmm. likes different people yeah different shapes sizes and yeah, yeah I, I think it's a great thing right it can also be a very shallow show like in a lot of ways it's very typical of other you know dating shows but that's great because it, it highlights, it's good. It and highlights it's funny. the people out there and personalities out there true all right let's move on to the next question um i hope we answered the question about the uh, how to have a happy and healthy relationship watch naked attraction (laughs) i don't know well i guess uh to answer it again let's just start over how to have a happy and healthy relationship um i don't know we i think we we definitely have like the most happy and healthy relationship i've ever been in and it's been like so easy for us so i've been trying to like crunch the nums and like explain what it is that's different about us um I don't know it's a lot of things it's like we're obviously very compatible like personally but also like where we are in our lives works really well right now Mm -hmm. you know like the fact that I'm not in school right now and that we can both live here and be flexible like that makes it easy for us to do the same things and like we want similar things and then I don't know in the future when things maybe get more complicated between like college or where we have to live like we're still on the same page to where we'll just like talk about it and figure it out Uh and like basically we're just willing to make it work exactly and we've had this year to get to know each other Mm -hmm. and but going back to the question is communication and yeah being loyal and honest and loving be Um, very loving that's the best part um okay (laughs) next question is how do you know when you're where you're supposed to be in your life or where you live and you don't need to move or change as much anymore. How do you know you've made it to where you want to be? Nathan, I don't think, I don't think you're ever going to know that. Yeah. You're always going to, well, depends on who you are, but me personally, I I don't know if I'm ever going to be happy and I'm always going to want to strive for more or read the question again. I don't know. I don't know. Just basically like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of tough to ask, like, how do you know when you're where you're supposed to be? But, like, oh, I get you. you know, just, like, I don't know. That's a tough question. Um. <laughs> I don't know. For me, like, um, like, I can say right now, I may not be where I want to be permanently, mm-hmm. but I feel like for now, this is a good place for me to be. Like, in yeah. this moment, I think I'm in a good place. Um, but I've been in like locations or situations in the past where I thought this is not where I want to be or like not where I'm supposed to be in that moment. So I think like to that extent at any like time you can ask yourself like, is this a good place for me right now Uh where I am in my life or like, I think the ultimate thing as, as cliche as, as this sounds is you really want to be with someone who you love a job that you love. Mm-hmm. and in an area and location that you you love as well mm-hmm. i think those three things are you know the big things to that's where everyone wants to that's where everyone's working towards yeah that's where you'll get and that I don't, sense I just, of I like don't think you're gonna belonging. the majority of people i don't think are gonna get there until their late 20s early 30s anyway mm-hmm. that's true because i mean Cause to a big extent and, 
you can't control everything. Exactly. So that's our non-answer. <laughs> Next question. How do you stay in touch with people after you physically move away from them? How do you stay in touch with your friends from study abroad or high school? Um, well, we both have experience in that. You're, you know, in a completely different country. Uh-huh. Um, how do you stay in touch with people? Um, family. I, sp- I speak to my family every single day. Um, uh, well, one member of the family every single day. Um through WhatsApp, Snapchat, Facebook, and the same with my friends. It's, uh, God bless social media. Uh, you know, we, we all criticize it, but for things like that, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandma I still communicate with through writing her a letter, and she writes me a letter back. Um, my nan and I email back and forth. Um, my aunties and uncles, yeah, social media, WhatsApp, um, mm-hmm. Snapchat. Um, it's great. Yeah. I, I would agree, but also, like, I've noticed that I don't keep up with, like, anyone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I really, I don't know, I'm not a big, like, texter or, like, caller. So, like, I'm rarely the person to, like, reach out, which I feel bad about when I realize it. Because I'm like, oh, man, like, there's so many of my friends that I want to talk to. But, like, just day to day, when I have free time, like, it's not the first thing that pops into my head. Like, I should call somebody. Just, you know, check up on a friend. Yeah. Um... But also, I definitely have the kind of relationships, like, it's a few, but, like, those relationships aren't the type that I need to constantly keep up with them. Exactly. So, like, McKenna, like, we can just barely talk for weeks, but then, like, once we do again, it's totally fine and we just catch up with each other. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, like, negatively impact our relationship. Um, But I definitely do feel good when I finally, like, catch up with my parents or my brothers or my grandparents or other friends, you know. Yeah, I, I go back to my point is that was mainly towards uh, <coughs> parents. Friends-wise, I you know communicate with them similar to you. Mm-hmm. But the same is it's a beautiful thing about a friendship is um, I can just click back in to any any one of my friends back at home. Yeah, um, we have that sort of understanding. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you get busy and really like. When you move initially or beforehand, you feel like, oh, like, we better really actively make sure we stay in touch or we'll, you know, our relationship will fall apart. Um, But I don't think that's necessarily the case with most relationships. Uh But I would say, like, romantic relationships, there's definitely different needs. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. I mean, you're the person I talk to all day long. Exactly. I mean, we don't, like, text all day long, really, but, like, you're all my socializing, mostly, (laughs) which is... Who knows? We have good times. It's great. It's the same for me as well. I have no friends here. <laughs> no, we really need to. We need to make some friends. We need to branch out. Um, next question. I don't know when my camera is going to shut off because it's actually been recording longer than I expected. But if it does cut off, it's fine. Um, no worries. I really want to move to New York after I graduate, but I'm scared with my student loans that I can't afford it. Do you have any budgeting? Good luck. Do you have any budgeting tips for dealing with loans? Um, I hate when people ask me, like, budgeting questions. I'm like, don't ask me. Not today. I've got the plans, but uh, I'm not the best budgeter. Like, I'm definitely not, like, a strict um, person. I also don't, like, shop a lot. It's not like I do a lot of crazy spending. But, you know, um, I think when when it comes to being a young adult, especially with loans and bills... You just have to, you have to know all of those amounts. It really helps me to have auto pay on, but obviously with that, you have to make sure that you have money in your bank. So, you know, keep everything in check, make sure that all of those payments will go through fine. Um, 
And then, yes, make a rough budget that's pretty generous about, like, what you're going to need or how much you expect to pay for transportation, groceries. Obviously, leave some room for entertainment and fun because you will be spending that money. Um, And then, you know, with, like, housing, fuck. In any big city, it's, like, it's going to be really expensive. There are definitely ways that you can live on a more frugal budget and find more affordable housing. Um, But again, like, that depends, like, how much you can restrict yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, okay, because when I I moved here, Nathan had moved here um, with our roommate months before, not knowing that I would move later. Um, So I wasn't involved in, like, the actual housing search. But, like, explain, like, kind of you weighing between being in the city, like Manhattan versus Long Island. So for me, it's all about the commute and how close I am to work. My my work's actually not on uh, Manhattan, it's on Long Island. So I've been, people at work, friends at work have been saying, you've got to be on Manhattan, you know, this could be your only opportunity to live in New York, you have to live in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And as you say, when I was crunching the nums, (laughs) um, it, it clearly was more expensive to live in Manhattan and the commute every single day was just it could be an hour to an hour and a half commute Mm -hmm. and that would be five days a week and but the idea is it's your social life you're being in the middle of manhattan the weekends totally different experience totally different experience exactly um and the reason i moved to the island was i'm in a great location where i'm 40 minutes away train journey to to the city Mm mm-hmm it wasn't the money because actually the place I'm living in now is very similar to what I would have been paying in the city. Um, but a lot more room. A lot more say. room here, yeah. yeah. And, and and parking. And parking. Um, it was the commute to work and also my, my obviously my roommate really wanted to live on the island. He's an American, so you know the attraction to Manhattan wasn't as strong as what it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of that played into it as well. But... Yeah, so that, that's really it. But I'm I'm happy that I've done this. I would have killed myself, however, if you if you didn't move in with me. I would have. I don't know what the hell I would have fucking done in the middle of Roslyn, New York, and Long Island. Right. I mean, I would have killed myself, and I probably would have spent a lot of money uh, on you know hostels or crashing at uh, a few of my friends' house in the city. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. But I'm happy I've done it now because. Go, you know, we've we we spoke we've spoken about it. Where I think my next move now, if I was to lucky enough to to come back to New York, would be it wouldn't be the city, but it'd be Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn like is Brooklyn. part of the city. It's not Manhattan. No, I know, but it's in you know it's one of the five boroughs. I agree with you though. I would love to be in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's really cool. And when it comes to budgeting, um, obviously Manhattan is going to be the most expensive borough in New York. Um, but Brooklyn, Brooklyn can have pretty affordable places, Queens, uh-huh. um, you know, the Bronx. It's just about looking around and sometimes you're lucky and you find something. But I would say probably the most painful thing in your budget, other than housing, is like how much you end up spending just on other things because the cost of living in New York City is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you may just be attracted to... I don't know, just going out adds up a lot. Yeah. And, like, I mean, that's one thing we definitely save money on. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, like, go out. But I feel like if we were in the city, we'd definitely be, like, going uh, out like more often. Or, yeah, or going yeah. out to, like, actual restaurants and not just Chipotle. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. But that's good. Yeah, saves us money. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. This was the first place I found. Yeah. Um, and we just we snapped it up, but yeah. All right, let's take a break, and then we will come back, and we've got lots more questions. I think we'll be a little bit more quick on the next ones, but here we go. And we're back with a pretty personal question, uh, but I think we're gonna we're gonna answer it. Um, this is from Instagram. A little bit more of a personal question, I guess. But what are your opinions or preferred methods of birth control? I'm in kind of a weird limbo right now because I've been on the pill for forever. But I also kind of want to get off it and be on my natural cycle and not have the added hormones, etc., etc. I don't know. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. Um, if either of our parents are listening, shouts out. Um, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, though, to talk about safe sex or birth control or whatever having a healthy sex life um so we are we are on the pullout method you guys and it's funny because some people think of that as like a an irresponsible almost like laughable method but i mean for me personally um when i'm in a monogamous relationship and you know we don't have any anything to worry about really uh it works fine for me I actually like I don't know I don't like condoms usually um again in like a monogamous relationship um because I get more scared that like a condom is gonna break because like it happens (laughs) and like sometimes you don't notice until after and then you have to deal with um plan b or something and to me the pull-out method is very obvious and I know for sure that that's not inside me. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> You've run the risks of things like pre-cum and things like that. Right. But um, I think it happens uh, last summer the decision was made because we were going <laughs> through that. But there was a couple of times where it did split and it was just like not worth the risk it was just too often where it was splitting i know i was like this is sketchy like i cannot feel comfortable using condoms if you i don't know you just have to you have to pay attention so much and i don't know for me um i was on the pill um for a couple of years back like late high school mostly um but i didn't want to be on a hormonal form of birth control for too long i was reading a lot of reports about you know, the possible effects of women being on the pill for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, And yeah, that is just a lot of hormones. So um, I didn't really have any, like, um, negative um, side effects from the pill anyway. But um, when I got off of it, you know, my periods are very regular. It's super easy for me. Um, I've never had any pregnancy scares, so that's not an issue. But anyway, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend this uh, form of birth control <laughs> unless you're like very very careful and you you know there has to be again trust communication between each other because it's you know like a hundred percent of the time there's no question like with uh, with pulling out on time early <laughs> love it you guys you're learning a lot about us I haven't drank enough wine to discuss this um, um, your pullout game has to be strong yes. And in conjunction with that, you can, of course, um, what is it called? Just, like, monitoring your cycle. So, like, knowing when you're more fertile, when you're ovulating, 
try to maybe be careful, extra careful around those times. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a way. Yeah. And hey, if we got pregnant, that's another question. That is a whole other issue that we don't have to talk about right now, which is great. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Next question. Um, hey, I love the idea of you doing advice for your podcast. Thank you. Um, my sister is a year older than me, and I often feel like I'm in her shadow. I feel jealous because she's so creative and unique and is super popular at school. I always feel like I'm playing se- second fiddle to her. How can I step out of her shadow? You want to take this one? Well, I'm the oldest sibling, so... <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> always have to, to be the... my sister. It doesn't always have to be the older sibling. Just like, have you ever felt outshined? Maybe um, by your sister, who's no, going to be a lawyer? I don't want to sound... That's, that's, yeah. Is she the, no, you're the favorite, I, right? I, I am the favorite child. <laughs> I am. Ask my mum. Uh, I don't want to sound... Uh, this is God's honest. When it comes to my brother and sister, spe- you know, I wish them the best. I, ne- I know, seriously, I never, ever, 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 have, ever have a bit of jealousy. My sister is the biggest workhorse in terms of she you can't get her head out of a book when she's studying she's studying for like mm-hmm. 24 hours straight she deserves every bit of good fortune every bit of good luck Shouts that out comes Cara. her way oh, no seriously I mean that she is she's great she's she, she knows what she wants and she's go she's very independent she's going to go out there and she's going to do it she's going to mm-hmm. be very successful at doing it and I generally believe that but there is no jealousy or nothing towards that at all okay only support my brother on the other hand <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Shouts out, uh, Brandon. No, uh, him, him as well. I, I wish he finds. Um, yeah, he, he's doing some something now. But, yeah. Um, Do you think that either of them have felt like they were in your shadow? No, my sister. No, my brother. My brother. No. no. Yeah, you're such different people. We're different. We're we're all, we're all different. My, my, mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to my brother again. Like I wish it the same thing. There's just nothing there. My brother always used to make a joke when he he was younger to say that. Oh, I gotta be the first. I gotta be a millionaire. Like, uh, I, I'm the kid that's gonna be a millionaire out of the three of us, and things uh-huh. like that. So he, he, but I think I was just joking around. Right. And, but um, I, I truly mean it. I, I wish them the best, and there's no, there's just nothing like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's not a great answer to this question. No, I apologize. <laughs> um. Yeah. When it comes to like sibling rivalry. Um, I guess I would kind of say the same thing. I am, I have considered myself to be the favorite child out of four, um, <laughs> which maybe that has caused some sibling rivalry, um, just cause like I, I seem like a dick. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the favorite. What? What's it like to not be the favorite? Um, ask my siblings. <laughs> no, but, um, I don't know with, with anyone in your life, um, that is in a kind of position to overshadow you it can make you feel um like you haven't accomplished enough or that you're not good enough in some way um but that's the thing about comparing yourself to anyone and I know it's it's a lot easier to compare yourself to siblings because you're under the same household and your parents are obviously uh, involved with both of your lives and they're gonna be you know complimentary of your sister and like yeah I I totally understand how in that kind of situation like you just feel like shit if, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're never the one who's being the star or whatever. But again, like, you cannot base your own self-worth off of any comparisons. No. And, you know, you want to, you know, be, uh, congratulate your sister and be proud of her for the things that she does. But 
recognize that you are different people. You have different goals. Um, and I'm sure that the people in your life are proud of you as well. Exactly. You know, your parents yep. love you. And, and I'm sure you're better than you even think. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine what your friends would say about you. Exactly. And uh, yeah. My, I feel sorry for my brother now. Like I'm, I'm my mum's favorite. My dad, my sister's my dad's favorite, and he's just there like, oh. And Brandon yeah. is Brandon. But he, he, he. Growing up, he's always been the person with the most money in his bank, and he always used to gloat about that. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right, next question: How in the hecking world do you deal with friends who still hang out with your ex? Even though you told them it wasn't cool. Okay, so you break up with someone, and I guess maybe you, like, you know, intertwine friend groups, and your friends are still hanging out with your ex. Even though you told them it wasn't cool? I don't know. It's hard because um, I try to be in the position of, like, uh, Megan Hughes tweeted this recently. She said something like she never understood the concept of, like, not liking someone because your friend doesn't like them, you know? Uh-huh. It's kind of like, it's like a loyalty thing. So, like, if yeah. you fuck with my friend, like, we've got problems. But then again, it's, like, how exhausting to have to have, like, such a long list of people that you don't fuck with because your friends don't fuck with mm-hmm. them. And it totally depends on, like, the reason behind it. But I would just say, like, you know, I wouldn't want to have beef with people just because my friends do or whatever. Yeah. But in this situation, um... I don't know, I guess it depends on the whole circumstance, like, how did the breakup happen, you know, like, why is it that you asked them to not be friends with your ex? But again, I think it comes down to communication, so, like, have you ever mentioned to your friends, like, or even just asked or or said, like, that it makes you feel uncomfortable that they're still hanging out with your ex? But then again, like, they have their own friendship, and it's kind of... Yep. Not cool to come between that, even though it hurts you personally. Yeah. Um, I've never had the experience myself, but I do know a friend who has. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say time is a great healer. Mm-hmm. As in now, um, if you were to ask him, it wouldn't bother him one bit. It wouldn't bother him one single bit. It did at the time, but now mm-hmm. he, he just couldn't even care. Yeah. And that's because you move on. You find someone else. And, yeah. You know, now, yeah, that, that's time's a great healer. And I just think in time, you're not going to care anymore. Right. I would say in this circumstance, depending on everything, um, yeah, try try to heal. Try to forgive your ex for whatever happened. Um, and maybe talk to your friends, raise this issue, or just say, you know, like, I don't, I'm not saying that I want you guys to not be friends. But I just want you to know how this makes me feel. Just in case they maybe don't know. And like, you know, that's not assuming that they'll end the friendship or anything. Or make any changes at all. But just like, you know, communicating your feelings always helps. Because then you don't keep it built up. But yes, ultimately, like, it's always best to just heal and be able to move on as best as you can. Right, and it'd be pretty fucked up if you... if, if you come knocking on someone's door and it's just you and your ex or your friend and your ex yeah that'd be pretty I don't know some shit just happens I don't know it sucks it's like when you introduce someone to a friend and then they become better friends than you guys and you're like oh cool but you know it happens sometimes I don't know um how do you not give a shit about other people's judgment on your life especially if it's different to everyone around you you inspire me loads. 
Thank you. How how do you not give a shit about people's judgments on your life? Um, me personally, it's just like I don't know. There there are very few people whose opinions matter to me enough to like impact my decisions, and that would just be like my closest friends. Um, and that's just out of like complete love, like knowing that they care about what I do. Therefore, I would care what they think. Um, and then when it comes to family or something, like, I don't know. Um, my parents were never, like, a huge influence in terms of, like, the decisions I made. Um, I've always been pretty independent and, in, like, deciding things for myself. You know, like, right now, like, in terms of my college decisions, like, my parents are definitely Team California. Um, but, you know, I've told them, like, I'm applying to all these places and I have my reasons and wherever I end up going is going to be what's best for me. Um, but like, you know, I don't know. You just can't spend too much time concerned about what other people think of you or your decisions. Agreed. Uh, yeah, agreed. Uh, mine's a little different to yours as in I, I, the only people I care about their, their opinions are my family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If they were to say something hurtful or... I'd be hurt by it if they were to say something, you know, nice. I'd be pumped. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my family are the only the only people who, where, you know, I care about what they think of me. Mm-hmm. Um, as as friends, I've, I do, but yeah, it's just not so much. Right. Since you live slash travel lots since I live lots. Um, where do you keep everything? Like, is it in two or less suitcases or is it someone's home? Do you practice minimalism? All the best. So everywhere, basically... on the floors, <laughs> or on the side, here, there, everywhere. Every little bit of space, little bit of clean area, Tiffany finds some sort of way of covering it yes. with her shit. That's very true in this in this current moment and most of the time. Um... <laughs> Yes, I I get a little messy, but in terms of, like, all of my belongings, I think about this a lot, actually, because it's, like, I still have a lot of stuff that's back at my parents' house, but, like, I just keep it there, and then seasonally, when I go back and visit again, I swap different things out, Um, and I can't wait for the day when I have all of my stuff at my own place, Um, but just, like, especially when coming to New York um, back in November... I was like, okay, I'm going to be here in November through the summer, basically. Um, <coughs> and flying across the country with all of your stuff is difficult. So I brought it, like, little by little. But, I mean, I've tried to keep, like, a minimal but functional wardrobe. I'm looking at it right now, and there's so many use- useless things already that I can see. Um, I don't know. You don't want to bring too little, because then you're just going to end up buying more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I don't have that much stuff in general. <laughs> you might argue with me. Um, Nathan, I mean, the same for you, because you came from England yeah. and didn't bring that much stuff. No. Um, and I and still don't have that much stuff. Um, yeah. I, I tend to buy cheap when I'm here so that when, you know, if I do have to move, I'm not so, like... You know, I have to keep hold of. You can leave I things, can leave or, things throw it away. or sell it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know it's tough. It's tough um, having to travel like longer distances and only being able to bring like 
basically light things that you can put in a suitcase. Yeah. As opposed to like if we were within driving distance and could keep furniture and like other bigger things. Yeah. I don't know. I think I have a location now where I can keep, you know, furniture and things like that mm-hmm. if I needed a move. True. If I needed a period of coming out of the country to come back into the country, I've got a place to leave it. So. Right. Or yeah. storage, like storage. an actual storage yeah. place. Next question. Uh, hey, lady, I'd love to hear about your adjustment to living with your boyfriend. Love, love, love the podcast. Like, for real, it's great. Don't ever stop. I'm like, don't stop complimenting me. Thank you. Um, best wishes, homie. Best wishes to you. My adjustment to living with my boyfriend. Wow. It's been a time. Do you want me to leave the room? Yes, please. Um, So this is my first time living with a significant other. And I was definitely nervous about it. It's funny how everything went about with um, Nathan and I because it... I don't know. Everything moved pretty quickly. And again, I've been in like long-term relationships before. But like moving in was never like even an an issue because I was just like, no, (laughs) I will keep my own space. Thank you. Um, but when it came to, you know, Nathan and I meeting at camp and then like literally within like a month of knowing me, you were low key dropping hints. You're like, well, you could always move to New York, even just for a little bit. (laughs) You could just try it. And if you don't like it, you can move home. You can live with me. And I was like, wow, is this guy for real? Um, and you were, and then I was like, you know what? I actually could do this. So I brought it up to, like, you know, my friends and my family. And I was like, should I do that? They're like, you know what? Actually, it's a cool opportunity. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot that, like, goes into, you know, thinking about living together. And we talked about this. Again, yeah. like, communication. Um, we were like, okay, what are, what are your living habits like? <laughs> like, are you messy? Like... You know, how do you like to live, basically, to see uh, if we were compatible? I, I like my my attitude towards the whole thing was, what is the worst that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. The worst that was ever going to happen, and still ever going to happen, apart from the emotional thing about the whole thing, mm-hmm. is it's a a hundred to two hundred qu- like dollar ticket. Quid. I was about to say quid. A <laughs> hundred to two hundred dollar ticket home right. back to LA. Yeah. So that was a, that, that was always my pitch to you was like yeah. that's the worst that's going to happen. Um, in terms of like habits and stuff, it's always difficult to say what your habits are when you're you know back at camp. When you get to live with someone, that's when you start to really see really it. Really see it. And yeah. I have to be very very honest. I have no like no problem with you at all. Oh, and that's what's crazy. Even my mess. No, even the mess, and it's not even that bad. Hold on a second. This just stops, and we're starting. Hey. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad that I'm not annoying you in any way. No. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I came in and took over most of your room, our room, and mm-hmm. um, I definitely make a mess everywhere else. But I will say, living with Nathan has forced me to be, this is funny, neater than usual. So, like, <laughs> this that you see, this level of mess, is better <laughs> than I would be on my own. Um I mean, I, I, I learned that from, like, having roommates and, like, you know, you, you learn to respect shared spaces and you respect whoever you're living with directly. Um, but I don't know, just, like, I think I was more concerned about, like, just how we would get along or, like, seeing each other a lot because, like, 
yeah. I don't know. When you're dating someone, you're like, oh, I feel like we could spend a lot of time together. But, like, it's different to think, like, oh, we're going to literally be together every day. Yeah, right. Are we going to want to hang out every single day? My like, concern was, like, space from each yeah. other. Like, we're having an alone time. Because we're both very similar in terms of, like, we like our alone time. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely someone that likes to just walk away for, like, five minutes just to just to think or listen to music or mm-hmm. something like that. And I think with work for both of us now, you know, I will say this. We have not had one argument. Yeah. We haven't. There's been a few times where, like, we snap at each other, but there's no be- there's never been an argument. Right. And that's just no silent treatment, nothing. There's no argument. I generally mean that. I know. That's what's crazy. That's what I've never spent time like this with anyone in my life i know and i haven't I, the worst i do i can't remember the last time i snapped you it was probably over when you were going to get a refund on your jacket <laughs> that was probably the last time i snapped you right and that's that's a crazy thing but i think you know and then it goes back to what i was saying before is because now we work to, we work and i leave at, in early in the morning i come back at five or whatever mm-hmm. and it's the same for you you go off and do your own thing and you have your own space and your own yeah. Time to get what you need to get done. And then we get to enjoy the evenings with each other, watch a film, Netflix, or at the weekends we get to do whatever we want. Right. I know it's a little different. Like, I feel like over the weekend, sometimes I'll be like, okay, I need to work on things or I need yeah. to, like, whatever. I just, like, take my shower and have my, like, long routines or something because I'm like, I love to spend time with you, but I literally just need to, like, do my things. Like, even if it's just practical things that I have to get done. And then, of course, like, you being gone at work all day and then me going to work and having a different schedule, like, helps. Because uh-huh. obviously, like, if we were literally together 24-7, I don't know. Yeah, we still probably wouldn't even have any issues, yeah, but, but it is good no, to... No, but, like, you, you, any, anyone, anyone, any situation where you live to, like, my family, for crying out loud, like, mm-hmm. your family, like, the, the minute you live on them, you're bound to do things where little things irritate you or you right. snap each other. And it just goes back to the point with the first question is communication is probably one of the other big things. Exactly. If something's annoying you, you'll say it's annoying. Right. Talk about it before Don't you be blow up. Don't be disrespectful. Just say, look, do you mind getting your stuff off my side of the bed? Uh-huh. And then... Oh, sure. I'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do some rapid fire questions because we're, we're taking a long time to answer these, which is good. Okay. Again, thank you guys for asking the questions because I needed some material for this. Um... Any thoughts on making friends at uni? I'm in my second semester and I'm like, damn, am I ever going to make really good friends like I did in my hometown? Um, yeah, thoughts on making friends at uni? Um, go out there, go to every event you can, um, socialize, be open. You'll, you'll, make, you'll make friends with your housemates, your roommates. I will say this, there's uh, three guys who I live with who I love to bits, best friends, and you know you got i would say my time at university was um definitely some of the, be- the best times of my life mm-hmm. thank thanks to those guys so you know you, what was the question did i answer just it? how to how to make friends at uni yeah you have to get out there get i out mean cuz i had my problems and i still probably will um in making friends because i'm not i don't know i'm not the most like outgoing do you have a fresh freshest week or freshest yeah orientation yeah so yeah get I mean, out and go to those things yeah with with your roommates and you're you're bound to meet people on your course as well mm-hmm. like me as well I, I worked on a film course and creative media course so i worked in groups mm-hmm. 
I, I had friends on my course. I had friends that, you know. That's true. I, I guess worked it's... at the students' union. Sorry to interrupt the students' union. So I had friends at the students' union. Yeah. It's about, like, yeah, people in your classes or people you work with. Um, if you have, like, any kind of connection there, just ask them to hang out or, like, see what they're up to. Because even if it's not them directly, maybe you'll meet, like, friends of friends. Mm-hmm. And then somehow you end up finding, like, a circle of people. Um, but yeah, it's hard, but you'll, you'll definitely find your people. Like if you're in one place for four years, at first it may take a while for you to explore and find those people, but you'll find them eventually. You do have to put yourself out there. Yeah. Just be open and put yourself out there. Yeah. Next question. Um, okay. Important question. How do you manage applying to a lot of colleges at once? I'm starting application processes soon and I'm already overwhelmed. Nathan, his mind is blown when I talk to him about all of the different processes that I've been going through, especially when it comes to like financial aid. Oh God, it's a lot of paperwork. Um, for me, I mean, I've been using the Common App, so any sort of things like that that can keep things together and cut down on the repetitive work definitely helps. Um, otherwise make like a spreadsheet or some kind of like a word file or something to keep track of deadlines and I don't know, all the different forms that you could possibly need to submit. Um, and then I always keep like a, a bookmark folder full of each school and like its application status page. So sometimes I'll just go through and check all the different schools and make sure they're receiving all my documents or see if I have any updates on my, you know, admission decision. It's a lot, but just like take it one school at a time even because I I, I got overwhelmed before I did all my essays and things and then I finally got them finished for the most part and, you know, you just don't want to overwhelm yourself looking at the big picture. Okay. Um, Okay. I want to be anonymous, please. You got it. I have a huge crush on one of my good friends, and I don't want to tell him because I don't want to ruin our friendship. I don't know how he feels about me, because sometimes he seems like he's flirting, but sometimes it seems like he doesn't want to hang out with me. Should I tell him how I feel, or should I just ignore it and hope my feelings go away? Having a crush on one of your friends, what do you do? Title of this whole video is Communication. Communication! Just be open and honest and speak. Again... He, if he turns around and says he doesn't feel the same way, move on. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to ruin your friendship. Exactly. Um, depending on how how big your feelings are. And if you could deal with him, you know, not reciprocating and not having awkward feelings after that. Um, but I'd say it's always worth the risk. Or at least weigh, you know, your relationship as it is, your friendship versus what you think it possibly could be. You know, see, if you think he's possibly into you, obviously that's a good sign. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, weigh, weigh the options. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you do tell him, tell him in like a very, I don't know, like a safe way. Like not like too extreme, so not something that makes out. him feel, yeah, freaked out or anything. Just say like, you're a good friend of mine and I'm having these feelings and I just wanted to let you know that I like you as more than a friend. And then judge him based on how he reacts. Maybe also um, see what sort of signals he's given off is ask if he wants to hang out, just you and him. True. 
True. Yeah. And then you can read a situation a lot better. Is it going to be a friendship sort of thing, or is it going to be something a little bit more? And you're definitely going to be able to tell by that. Yeah. Always... I'm remembering our first time singing out and talking. Oh. Very cute. If it does go awkward, I would say go to the, the movies and watch a film, because that way you don't have to talk. <laughs> you just right. watch a film. True. See if he tries so to go to put a mall his arm over you. With a cinema and walk around the mall where things aren't going that well, go to the movies. Right. Alright. Last question. This is a tough one, but might as well knock it out. Um I don't know if this is applicable to you or your relationships past or present, but I remember your video about growing up poor and how grateful I was to watch that and feel like I could relate to something that carried a lot of shame or embarrassment in my life. I was wondering if it's been hard. A hard thing to deal with in relationships, like if men you've dated have come from different circumstances and how you've dealt with that. Yeah, definitely a big thing. Um, first of all, it was like, it was hard for me to make that video because obviously, like, as I mentioned in it, um, it's not something that I talked about with, like, anyone except my very closest friends. Um, and even to this day, I forget that it's visible if you, like, happen to look at my videos or something. Uh, and it kind of makes me cringe, um, imagining just, like, anybody who knows me or watches my videos seeing that. Because it is very personal. But again, it's like, you know, it's just how I grew up and it was, like, just something I wanted to share. Um, for me, it's hard because, like, it's hard to separate, like, my childhood. I mean, with anybody. Like... The way you grew up has a big impact on how you feel as an adult. And, mm-hmm. like, a lot of times if you're talking with someone about your childhood memories or your your habits or what your parents were like or what your home was like, like, those were things that, like, used to and still kind of do, like, make me uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. Just, like, little things. Um, so... I was going to say, it took me a while to break into that. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. And this is, again, like, our relationship is the one that I've been the most open in. And, like, in the past, it sucked to be dating someone that I still didn't want to, like, talk about that with. Um, But, again, I was, like, I was so much younger. So, like, with with my aging and my growth and and these relationships where I, you know, trust people more. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. With you, I just wanted you to understand, like, uh, why I would, like, act certain ways or feel defensive or I don't know just just lots of things so I'm glad I explained it to you because <laughs> it was like uh, ripping off a band-aid and the funny thing about that video is like again Nathan and I first met um at the camp that we worked at together and as soon as we started to like talk and just first start hanging out a little bit um I talked about my videos and he's like oh I'm gonna go watch some um and like after a few nights of him being like yeah i stayed up watching your videos for hours i was like oh no i was like i know like that had to have popped up because it's recommended like often um that had to have popped up at some time like he's had to at least seen like the thumbnail and like would he watch it that makes me want to die i don't want him to watch it um yeah you can yeah I, i watched it and um it was always awkward because I wanted to ask questions, but oh, I don't think we were at that stage yet. Yeah. Especially with the anxiety ones as well. It was like a different subject, but, um, you know, started asking questions about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was up till, you know, stupid o'clock watching these videos. Yeah. But, um, I know, it it's took funny. A, it took a while to to get, get those, like, answers out of you. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing. It's like, 
for me, which is totally like a special circumstance, like for just anyone to be able to know those things Mm -hmm. that I would never talk about unless I'm like close with someone that's like different. So yeah, you got like a really quick shortcut into like a lot of the deeper things in my life just Uh by like stumbling upon those videos. But still, it's completely different hearing them like directly from me or like continuing that conversation. Um, but anyway, when it comes to, like, relationships and comparing, like, I don't know, just your lifestyles or your childhoods or your families, like, you know, that's, that's an issue. And I feel like even more so, like, the more serious your, your relationships are, like, meeting each other's families isn't just, like, are they gonna like me? But it's, like, so many different things and, like, all of your values and traditions and, you know, like, it's a lot of things. So it's, like, would our families mesh together or like do i fit into your family or i don't know it's really weird yeah i don't know we can definitely fit into my family so. <laughs> uh it's tough i would say though um i don't know basically in my experience of these type of things like the things that are the hardest to talk about don't keep it bottled up like you should talk about it with hopefully somebody um And that doesn't necessarily have to be your significant other, but I would say it's always better once you get to the point, once, once you feel like you can, um, open up to them about those things. Cause it's like, you know, like if I were living with you right now and still had things that I feel like I couldn't talk to you about, that would just, you know, that would cause us issues cause you wouldn't understand me on certain levels and I wouldn't feel like I could, you know explain those things or let them out so yeah and i think you know my family really like you i hope my your family like me mm-hmm. the other thing that that is like a, a barrier in front of what we have as well as our cultures yeah and it's like completely different like our accents are completely different <laughs> so it's those things you'll get across first before any of that that's true um but yeah parents love you and you know your family's great i really like your family yeah and um None of, none of that's, like, an issue for me. Yeah. But I would say, specifically about, like, financial things, like, I don't know, it's 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 different. Like, um, like I said in the video, like, I would compare myself to other friends. My camera died. Sorry, YouTube. Um, <laughs> like, comparing yourself to friends or, like, I don't know, it's just, like, most of the time you're financial upbringing doesn't have like a huge impact on your relationships but like sometimes it does um i don't know just like even practical things like oh do you guys all want to go on a trip and it's like oh i can't afford to but my friends can um so those kinds of things can come up in relationships i guess in a way but i don't know i'm talking myself in circles now it's a tough question i feel like no, I don't know what I feel. I don't think it impacts you now. No, not really. You're very independent, so... Things yeah, like that. I mean, I know, that's the, that's an interesting thing, is, like... Um, and that was the thing about making that video. Like, I, I made that video at that point, because I was like, okay, I think I'm at a point where I can finally, like, separate myself from... Uh, from my upbringing, I guess. And the more independent I get, the less I feel like I need to carry that i don't know it's just a thing everybody's got their childhood traumas that impact you as an adult 
<laughs> All right, the camera's dead. My computer is also dying. And we are at one hour and two minutes. We wow. did it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Nathan, for being featured. Thank you. It's time for us to watch a movie and drink some more. Yes. All right, stay tuned for the next episode of Previously Gifted. Okay, thanks. Bye.